This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Elsie. How are you? <laughs> I am dreading tomorrow's plane ride with my son like nobody's business is oh what God, I'm doing. That's right. Okay, so really before we get into that conversation, let's just let our audience know that you are in through time and space going to be traveling to blog her in Los Angeles, which we're going to be talking about here very soon anyway. Yep. But by the time you guys listen to this episode, I assume, Jess, you will be back. Uh... No, I don't come back until Tuesday. Okay, okay. Then. No, all right. I well, then she has not come back yet. I'll probably do all the stuff I need to do Sunday night. That's not going to stop me from that. But no, I won't be back. All right. Well, well. okay. So you're dreading. I'm assuming then you might be just be dreading the, the flight back. I'm dreading both. My son has been so badly behaved the last two days that I don't want to take him to the park, much less... To California, halfway across the world. No, thank you. Is that going to be? Is this going to be his first time? Uh, yeah, yes. <gasps> first time on a plane. First time to California. First time meeting his first cousins, my sister's kids. Oh my gosh! And actually, it's Laura's daughter's first time on a plane too. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, it's going to be good times. Yeah. You're going to have to give us the lowdown and see how all that stuff went. Definitely. <laughs> When you come back, do you have any like like emergency stuff of of possible? You know, like what if he does X? I have this. What if he does Y? I have. So that's why we were in Target. Like I have. Okay, so my sister gave me some tips, and then um, Laura's aunt, who lives out in Cali, gave her some tips as well. So here we go. So far, the the advice I've gotten is download everything you possibly can on an iPad and buy the kid headphones, which I did. A variety of snacks, some some stuff he's never tried before, because apparently uh-huh. the new stuff is exciting and therefore will keep him quiet. Oh, and then Benadryl, which I forgot to oh buy. Oh my god! So I forgot to buy Benadryl, which is the last minute, you know, last case resort. But if they refuse to sleep and they're melting down, that's when Benadryl comes into play. New toys, some he's never seen before. So I got him all these little mini Thomas the Trains and a little case for them all. Um, but also I downloaded every everything I possibly could on the iPad. And then um, snacks. So we have goldfish. We have um, Aunt Annie's cheddar bunnies. We have fruit sticks. We have um, pudding pouches. We have all of it organic. Um, nut pouches and pirate's booty. And like, <laughs> I mean, it's all stuff that he likes. None of it. Because you can't really take fruit. They won't let you take fruit. Yeah, you yeah. can't fly with fruit. You can't fly with anything liquid, really. So it's like everything, and then I'm, and then I'll have to fill up his um, little bottles or cups with milk once I get to the to the airport, and like, yeah, it feels like a lot. It feels like a lot, but I don't know. That's not really the part I'm worried about. He actually like we live kind of near like a hilly area, and he does not enjoy driving on hilly roads. So I'm a little nervous that he may have some fear of motion. 
some motion. Mm. So I'm a little nervous that once the plane takes off and it's like very like loud that he's going to freak the F out mm. big time. So that's making me nervous. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah so, that's like a, yeah, I would kind of feel like that as well. This it has nothing to do with what you're going through, but I mean, I know that there's a deep frustration, even when you, you know, plan as much as possible Mm-hmm. Um, I had, um, yesterday I had a meeting, um, or not a meeting. We had lunch with one of our babysitters that we used to have here at Pitts in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really sweet. She's actually been babysitting Hunter, actually Hunter since she was 18 months old. And then she continued to babysit for May the whole time while they were alive. But right around two years old, May decided she did not want anything to do with, with Aaron mm-hmm. at all. So then... You know, the last like few months that we were in Pittsburgh, I would have to have Aaron come and be with Hunter. And then I had to take May with me to all of the meetings that I had, to all of the the private sessions that I had for yoga, where I had to sit May on the side and go like, you sit down here. You do not move. You sit there. Here's a crayon. You know, and it was annoying because I'm working privately with, you know, with this people who are paying me a lot of money and I have this child. You know, it's it, anyway. So yeah. I was like, that happened. And then we had, we met with her uh, for lunch yesterday because I need her to help me this next two weeks for a couple of clients. Again, that I have, they have not had any babysitters other than my um, mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And she was great. And Aaron was great. And they all got along. And she was like, I love Aaron. I love Aaron. That's beautiful. You know, and I was like, oh, yay. You know, we were walking away and I'm like, okay, so mama is going to... You know, you guys are going to have some time with Aaron and Mama's going to go do, I'm going to work with Mike and you guys can go there and only be for about an hour. And May's like, yay, that's great. And then last night, as we were going to sleep, she goes, I don't want to be with Aaron. Oh. I don't want to be with Aaron. I hate it. I just, I can't only be with Aaron with you. And then she flipped. Oh, for Christ's sake. Out. Like, she got me so pissed off because I'm all so angry. So and what happened? So basically, I can't use Aaron. Because she wants either her daddy or or me to be part of the equation. And I'm not taking her to, with Mike now. I'm not going to do that. I need private time for my yoga clients that hire me. It's like See, that's so hard because it's like, on the one hand, I want to just be like, tell her that fucking sometimes mommy and daddy need to go out without May May. And well, they yeah, just have to deal it, with it. Randy like sat like told her all of that stuff today, this morning. And part of it is the fact that I, we're going to be in a... Uh, like in a public place like she's not going to be at home you know she's going to be somewhere else well, and right. i'm afraid she's going to run away from 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 uh aaron or, or they're going to be in the library or in the museum and she's going to yeah. flip out well the other part of that is like i kind of know what you're saying because like if i get up to pee in the middle of the night daddy's right next to him and he goes yeah yeah <laughs> And so, and then this morning, Yaya brought him down for breakfast and then she had to go potty and she went and he went, mom. Hmm. So he does the same thing. It's like, and he's not May's age, but like if one disappears for two seconds, he calls the other one. Like, why has someone left me? Why am I without Yaya or mom? Yeah. It's annoying because of course he doesn't ask for dad, which of course pisses off Scott to no end (laughs) because, you know, he paid for him and everything. Right, of course. <laughs> so he's like, "Why am I getting the shaft with my own fucking kid?" And I don't blame him. But yeah, so it's very 
annoying. And so, and I can't, and I, and one of these days I'm going to have to be like, no, this is how it is. But yeah, they're going to scream their asses off. I would just rather, well, see, I would just rather have her scream her bum off in a house, right? Her house possibly. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, you know, Erin hasn't been with them for, I mean, she's been obviously with them for a long time, but she hasn't, but Hunter has never been in a pain. Mm-hmm. And May is now big, and she is a pain. I mean, there's times where I'm like, we are going back to the house because I am not, I'm not going to put up with this in right. the, out in the in the world. It's right. not going to happen. Right. So, um, you know, and and at the same time, I don't want to subject a, a babysitter to deal with my child when I know what she's capable of and how to right. how I deal with her. I don't know. It's like I feel like I need a well versed like. I don't know, somebody who can really deal with a four-year-old in a strong but loving way. Mm-hmm. But whatever. So I'm really frustrated. Who could that nah, possibly be? Though? I don't know. Right. Mm. Anyway, so let's get let's get started with our conversation here, uh, particularly <laughs> around PodFest. Um, and, and, and of course, we, we, our, our children will be with us. So that's going to be exciting and fun. <laughs> I mean, yes. in Florida. We can only pray that they will be better behaved than he By is By that today. time, yes. Well, they're supposed to be like neat things around. So mm-hmm. when there's like extra stuff around. So uh, ladies and gents listening, podfest.us. We are going to be attending this event in February. Mm-hmm. So that is um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, February 23rd to the 25th. She Podcast is having an event on the 23rd that includes some really fun I, I was going to say Academy Awards, but then that's not really what we do. We don't do Academy Awards. We're going to do some kind of podcast, She Podcasts Awards. So um, that's going to be very exciting. And the day session is going to be something that none of you guys have really experienced before from the podcasting space, which will uh, empower you like you wouldn't believe around podcasting and creativity and uh, getting things done. Yes. <laughs> Yes, dude. Yes. So please save the date. Uh, that would be February 23rd through the 25th in Orlando, Florida. Woo-hoo! Yeah, we're going to get to go to Disney World. I'm super excited. I've already, you know, I'm already like, I'm already scared because it's only like six months away. <laughs> I know. That's why How I'm like. Oh, like the God. other day I was like, we had a business meeting and I was like, oh, we don't have that. Oh, my God. That's six months away. Yeah. What is happening? I know. I've started to go like, oh, crap. I need to do some like. What have serious. we done? We need to. Dude, it's going to be so fun. But we got to get on it. And then when that's is... over, podcast movement will be four months away. Wow. It's going to just be like, hello. We're on a treadmill. We're on a treadmill of planning and event and event having, an event which is having. kind of nice, but also slightly frightening. Slightly. But we're going to be great. For me, it is anyway. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, But speaking of traveling, though, I want to say, I don't know if you guys have seen, um, Jessica was featured on the the Dream Host blog. Oh, you didn't have to. For your blog, her speaker I was. You're right. Dude, that's so, it's the cutest, it's the cutest, I like that. It's the cutest interview ever, of course, because sadly, I can hear you through, not sadly, because you're that, you know, strong of a personality. I can hear you through. Talking? Talking through. The text. Yeah. I answered the, I mean, yeah, because I answered the questions like, um, they were questions she sent me and she just printed my answers. I wrote in detail 
so that she would have something good to well it's good so you guys need to check it out because um if you have not if 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 those of you who are listening met Jessica at Blogger this is going to be a great little kind of follow up to get to know her a little bit and how cool is it that Dreamhost did this for you they totally love you how that even yeah. happen? I had no idea that they even You know, I'm not sure. So I get so here's what happened. I think that someone at Dreamhost looked at the roster speakers and compared it with customers. Oh. And so every single person who was a customer at Dreamhost um, who was speaking at Blogger, they sent an email that said, Hi, we're gonna be at Blogger. We noticed you were a customer and we just wanted to offer you our booth if you need a meeting place. Or like, you know, you know, and we'd also like to promote your session if you want to let it. They're basically like, here, let me help you promote for free because you're a speaker there and we're a sponsor there. And I was like, well, sure. Here's my info. And that sounds great. I mean, I'm not meeting clients there, but it's like, and but, you know, like the, the idea is like you can sit down and put your stuff there and rest your feet. Like they're what they want it to be like our home base kind of. That's right. Which is which is actually sweet because. Out of all the sponsors there, many of which I've been a customer of, like Garnier or whatever, like they're one of the few that could actually find me and do that. Plus, I can't tell you how many people I've actually sent to DreamHost, like between the coupon codes. I mean, I've been their customer 10 That's years. I've time. never deviated. Yep. I've, I've never, anybody who's on Bluehost, I've made them switch <clears throat> for the most part. Like, I'm a very good customer. And they didn't even care really about that. It just so happens that I do love their company. Um, and so it was kind of nice. So then, um, after they said that they sent me another email that was like, Hey, we're going to do these little spotlights on the customers that blog her. Like, do you have time to answer a couple questions if I send you a questionnaire? And I said, sure. That's awesome. Yeah. It's kind of nice. That's a really smart idea. And I think I might steal that for Libsyn for some events and stuff. Cause I think it's it really nice. nice. At least from the, from your, I like to hear your point of view around this because it seems like it was like a win-win for both of you guys. Cause now I'm like, Oh, dream host has a blog. Oh, that's yeah. cool. You know, there's like they do. Yeah, it's, it's so somehow it's it's made it so much better. So it's nice. Yeah, I love that. It's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. So how about we move into some um some tips? Tip Elsie's tool tips. <laughs> All right. So uh, should we? I'm ready to talk about this first one. Okay. I am going hog wild. Okay, in here dude. Right now. So I saw y'all don't even while know. I was re- looking through my feeds, I saw that QuickBooks Sexy has a self-employed section, uh, um, um, what do you call version now, right? What? Have, yeah. Have you checked it out? Because you were doing that. We were talking about that. Yes, I'm joking. Okay, I was like, what? I'm, I'm like, hello? You dro- <laughs> I'm in it right now. I'm so engrossed <laughs> in it that I can't pay attention. That's what's That's happening. Funny because I was like, did we lose everybody? No. No, I was joking because whatever you said, I was just going to go, what? What? Okay. <laughs> and then I remembered that I was actually talking, like doing the thing. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So anyway, it is. it seems what? like it's not. What? <laughs> that it's not super sexy, but for whatever reason, because you know what? Especially for the Mac, it seems like QuickBooks has eternally been horrible to deal with. Eternally been a pain in the behind. Um, yep. Just not cool, yo. Not, not exciting whatsoever. And there's a lot of things that are missing from the QuickBooks version for the Mac. So I kind of like read all those things. People complained about it. I'm like, I never dealt with it. But this is actually really intriguing. Um, it's, it's really um, very, very focused on 
somebody who is self-employed with all kinds of really extra bonus features added to it. I have to tell you, this is pretty awesome. Like, I didn't like it before. I definitely like it now. Yeah. (laughs) So you guys can um, check it out. I think that there's one thing that I really liked when I was reading this thing. It said... Actually, this guy even, the guy who wrote the article on Macworld that I that I licked, clicked through here, it says, it's mm. been about a year and a half since I last looked at QuickBooks Self-Employed, <laughs> because I'm sure it was like, oh, It was terrible. Totally I told horrible. you. It was like the worst ever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it seems now, though, that there's an app for your iPhone, so you can actually see that. Um, and it's been significantly updated. It says it offers simplified and more streamlined ways reviewing income, expenses, and mileage. So you can put all that stuff in there. But I think that the thing that really stuck out to me was some stuff. Oh, it was um, – let me see if I can read this stuff. It says another great feature for self-employed business owners is it's automatic tax tracking. Because you can categorize your income, expenses, and mileage as you go along. QuickBooks is able to determine your quarterly tax liability and lets you print out the appropriate IRS forms for making those payments. How cool is that? Cool. So anyway, um, you guys definitely should check it out. I know it's not particularly like exciting and sexy and no, stuff. No, it's but, exciting. Okay. <laughs> no, it's extremely nice. So I've been using Xero, X-E-R-O, and it's very complicated. I'm not, I mean, the dashboard is kind of complicated. Um, everything about invoicing someone is complicated. I don't even, I am assuming that QuickBooks lets you invoice people. I believe that there's Yeah, here we go. Stuff, there's yeah. an invoicing secret. Yeah. So um it's easy to find everything. It's laid out in very bright, white, clear font, yeah. and your eye goes to all the right places. And not only that, but like I'm importing the transactions. It's actually, this part's a little upsetting. Oh. But like I'm importing the transactions. <laughs> it's it, it took me two seconds to import my business account, two seconds to import our PayPal's, two seconds to import my personal, and now I can see that clearly I have spent way more than I'm making oh. this year. <laughs> clearly <laughs> because as soon because it says it says like for example like um you like pharmacy business or personal liberty mutual business or personal like paypal fee business or personal taco bell or like um walgreens and then it'll say like libsyn da, da, da. and so you set it all up and then um but it, it keeps track of your business profit your business income your business spending but you can still if you have to see like all the other things you're doing like oh, I mean, like i can see okay. how much i've spent on travel i can oh. see how much i've spent on meals anyway so that part's really cool they don't have anything they have it in um zero but it's called reconciling and it's two boxes next to each other and you're supposed to match the one from your bank with the one in zero and like i don't really know if i'm doing it right and like it's just confusing so i think i'm gonna switch because this is so clear and nice i have a question though for you guys for you Elsie. Oh, okay Let's say that you get, say, like a a fee when you um, someone pays you in PayPal, mm-hmm. for example, and there's you know like you get four hundred dollars, and then PayPal takes like I don't know like four dollars. Do you um, consider that a business expense? Well, yes, if it is a service or whatever that is, or a transaction that has to do with my business, yeah. Right. So, but I mean, like, it's a PayPal fee. I would think so. I do. I actually do. Isn't there? I think I do, too. I think that there's a, what do you call it? I know in my, whenever I do my taxes, my my um, my tax guy, he generally sends me, like, uh, a little spreadsheet that he does with all these different categories. And there is a category for fees and something else. So mm-hmm. I can always add those fees. Yeah, there is. Yeah. 
So then, uh, yeah, that's a business expense. Next question. Okay. <laughs> let's say that the um, let's say that the no, I think people need yes. to. I'm not the only person that has. I know. This I just it's just so I funny. Know like I'm you're not. asking me about this shit, which is like hilarious to me. Well, you're yeah. you're older than me, so you oh. must know something. <laughs> Yes, I am. am. Okay, next question. Let's say that you see a charge, many in fact, for Amazon. It just says Amazon. Now, once in a while, I will buy something on Amazon that like like a book or like a, I don't know, pen cup or something. But for the most part, the shit I'm buying on Amazon is like toys, diapers, wipes. Do you business expense the Amazon stuff? Oh, I see. It depends on what I'm buying, dude. It's just that but I'm not going to go back and look every time. Oh, I, oh, I see what you're talking about. It just about. says, so like if I look for all the transactions the last six months, Amazon, 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 Amazon. Like I feel like I should say those personal and save the Kindles for the business expenses, I regardless think, of what I buy. No, what, so what I would do is, and Orin, this is what I do, and I, this is why I want to slip my wrists every time at the end of the year, because I don't keep track of this like as it's happening which is which is the best practice or at least do do this sort of practice like at the end of the month kind of go like right. did i buy anything on amazon and then you can just go back and you know depending upon what you bought whether it's like two or three things or no things you can immediately categorize it based on if it's business or not but what i mm-hmm. end up doing is that i do the whole year at the end because it's really easy to see all that stuff and then i go okay then 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 i get all the receipts from my email and put those all inside of the other program that I use, which is paperless now, but I'm probably going to be switching to this too. And, um, and then that's how I do it. So I manually do it. So I would, in the way that I'm doing it right now, I would torture myself sometime before my tax <laughs> appointment next year <laughs> to do that. But I think in the best practices, what I could do is to make sure that I do it at the end of the month. Right. Right. And who's going to do that, right? That's when you hire an accountant who can do that for you. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> do you hate this right now or what? Are you hating this no, so much? No, I like, this is hilarious. I just, yes. Okay, next question. Okay, so it, okay, so I'm in QuickBooks check, uh, self-employed. I think I know the answer to this, but I just want to bring it up because it's a funny thing. So like, I have my bank attached to my PayPal card so that if I run out of money in PayPal, it'll just start pulling out of my debit account. And actually it, it works out sometimes because I want it to show as a business expense, even though it's not, even though technically I have no money in my business account. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I understand. But then the transaction says PayPal $99, but I don't know what it's for. And then I guess I'm going to, what does that mean? Like, I wonder if that it is also being going to be a transaction. Like if I pull in my debit card Uh account, will it also say $99 like for whatever I bought? Like, right. Who knows what it could be? Some kind of software. So I guess I have to delete. Otherwise, I'm double expensive. Yes, you are double expensive. You're just going to have to make sure you only expense the PayPal stuff. I know exactly what you're talking about. And that's one of the reasons yeah, that I says, actually do it, too. It says bank transfer $20. Bank tra- yeah. yeah. And I don't want to. And I can see that it's pulling from the bank because it has my account number underneath. Or like, yeah. Yeah. So Oh, here's PNC Bank. So these are charges for making withdrawals from cash. I'm going to expense those. <laughs> Yay. You're going to have to just make sure that you like make a note in there so that you don't double expense it, but definitely do everything out of the PayPal because that's it's it's so much easier for you to keep track of that too because you can see the transaction and you can follow But the- I can't. It only says PayPal $18 and then the bank. And then so no, so it doesn't PayPal say that PayPal doesn't tell you? 
It does, but not in QuickBooks. So what I'm saying oh. is I have to look on the debit. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. So it just says, right now it just says like PayPal, $16.86. But I bet there's a similar charge on the same day in my debit account that says $16.86 like Barnes & Noble. Yeah. Because it pulled from, I paid with PayPal, but it pulled from Dexday. So I wonder if it does. So so now I'm not going to know either way because I wonder if in Dexday it says 1686 went to PayPal. Shit. Well, I'll just use that as a business expense. <laughs> yeah, and this I'll is just, yeah. It's complicated. It is. It right? does become complicated with me. some of that stuff and that's why I I think that there's been times when manually doing this kind of crap is so much e- I mean, I guess I mean, not yeah. Yeah, ideally, you don't want that to happen over and over and over because what's happening is you're just like, I mean, you're overdrawn, basically. Yeah. Your your PayPal's overdrawn. You don't want that to happen, but I wasn't the only person spending on this card, and that's why it happened. That's kind of crazy. I get yeah. it. Yeah, so anyway. Um, so, speaking of the way that we spend our money. Yes. <laughs> Do you, would you like to move on to the next tool? I don't have any more questions. Yes. So the best budget microphones for podcasting. You found this uh, article that you shared with me. Uh, and it seems like they have yeah, 20 of what, them. No. What I wanted to know 20. is, were they really? Okay. So you guys, I sent Elsie an article that said the best. Oh, my yeah, God. The best I thought budget it was a bold statement. For, I know. The best budget. Best budget microphones under $200. And I'll, like, I'll let Elsie be the judge of that because I've never heard of some of these. You know what? You're right. I want to know. That's right. From top to bottom if they're junk. So there's actually a few of them, some of them here. Some fancy. Some of them. I know. This one I've never seen before. It's the Pile PDMICR442R. Mm-hmm. And it's red and it looks like the, you know, whenever you're, you're texting somebody and you have a little emoji of the little, of the microphone, it looks exactly like that. Um, but this is red. So it's kind of yeah, interesting. Right. It's cheesy looking, but still fun. Yeah. <laughs> cheesy looking, but still fun. Um, and so um, I don't, I don't actually know. You'd have to like look it up. I'll, there's a few of them that I, that I'm like, oh, I've heard of this one. And um, there's another one in here that's, called, it's, it's the Stony Edge. It says the Stony mm-hmm. Edge has simple design for portability and can plug into smartphones, tablets, and PCs for just forty nine ninety five. It features noise blocking technology, built in windscreen, and a, and a gooseneck frame, so it can easily be adjusted. Now, the, this microphone looks like a lavalier microphone, but on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. even know how what size it is. It just I'm like I've never heard of that. It looks like it's kind of interesting looking, but I've never ever heard of that microphone. There's a, and I, of course they have a lot of blue microphones on this. The the same ones that you hear a lot of like the Snowball Ice. They have um of course the blue microphone. And I have heard of the Samsung Go, which is a lovely microphone as well, but generally that's a not particularly a dynamic microphone. So a lot of these microphones, even though they're cheaper, they are not dynamic. And they're a little bit more omnidirectional and or condenser microphones, and they do tend to pick up a lot of room noise. Mm-hmm. So I would. what's tough with these is that you will have to definitely get it and test it according to your environment where you're going to be recording what your gear is what your mic technique is because with all the microphones you have to test all that stuff mm-hmm. we'll put a link in the show notes for some of these and i have heard of them like this sure mv5 digital condenser microphone which is like they are all like these little desk microphones that are really oh and this one that i actually thought was really cool it's um 
Is this one? Wait, is that the one? It's the Neat Widget C. Have you seen this one, Jess? It came out in um, on a, a couple. Was it a couple of years ago that I got really interested in this? Because a lot of these microphones are announced. It's really cool. It's looking. very cool looking. There, a lot of these mics were announced at CES, and usually when things are announced at CES, like let's say in January of 2016, a lot of the time you don't see any of those things come into market until. Like now, August, September, August to like the first quarter of the next year yeah. is usually when these things come out. And so when these came out, I saw an article and there's di- three different types of this one. Again, it's called the Neat Widget C and they're $99 and they're very colorful. They look very yeah. retro slash. Um, they just look modern, modern I think. Like, retro there's modern. There's another it's neat called the Bumblebee, which is like really neat looking as well. And it's like 200 but. I just worry that anything that's so exposed like that, like that's like a blue snowball. Like you can't put a, a muffler on it. Yeah. And I feel yes. like that means it's not going to produce good sound. A muffler. <laughs> it says it has an integrated pop filter, but there's no such thing, right? No, because that's what I had for the Nessie as well. The Nessie has right. an integrated pop filter as well, but but still it's not. I mean, it's right. it does some, but not really. So I would say... With any of these microphones, again, it depends on what you're doing and how you're using it, and and you can test these out. If you want to test these out, like, at somewhere like Guitar Center, or if you can do something like with Amazon and have them, you know, send it to you, you can test it and send it back, as long as you have the ability to send things back, because Mm -hmm. you really should be just open to to testing things out. But I'll put them in the show notes, because there's a lot of people who maybe are looking to get, eventually, like a $200, $300 microphone and you kind of just want to start with something like this so mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know i don't know but we will put the links in the show notes for you okay okay okay, okay. um all right so we have our first sponsor of the episode today indeed indeed <laughs> christy Hausler and team podcast is back Yay! Yay! so um especially I've, i'm sensing that there's a lot of people who are at this moment raring to go for a new season of the podcast gonna be coming out of the hiatus because there's been so many she podcasters that took off the summer yeah i know that's hurting right? all the editors I know <laughs> that I know, but um, <clears throat> I mean, it doesn't mean don't take off the summer. It just means maybe the editors need like a summer retainer thing so that they don't take yeah. new people mm-hmm. to fill the that? yeah, so they don't take new people to fill the bill. Yeah, dude, I think it's important. They have it to is keep... important to think about that stuff too, especially if like or, or have them do some fancy manshy you know extra work. But so teampodcast.com, teampodcast.com doesn't just do some editing for you, although, but they can do social media stuff, some show note stuff, some, um, what other kinds of things is Christy? She does some um, really great advising as well, particularly around launch time. So if you are raring to relaunch, um, again, not necessarily relaunch your podcast, but you know what I mean, like start your new season with the right foot forward or whatever, right? Or even the your first um, your first podcast starting into into iTunes, she can really talk you through the process as well as setting up like your Libsyn account or anything else that you need set up around that. She's really a genius when it comes to that. Team Podcast dot mm-hmm. and you can go there. To get um, some help, whatever you need. I don't know where the Russian's coming from. I think it's because I've been watching uh, Orphan Black. Did you watch that? 
Hell yeah. Okay, so then I... I love Orphan Black. So then I'm in the first season, and then that Russian-Ukrainian uh, one lady, yes. psychotic, yes, crazy. Sestra. So it's she, Elena, I think is her name. Yes, no. Elena. Anyway, that, that is why I'm talking like Ukrainian yes. lady. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so Katie Couric, dude. Oh, 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 wait, we have some news. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting yes, news. <laughs> yes, so, dude, Katie Couric is going to do a podcast. She's doing it. Well, I know. And I, exactly. Through Earwolf. And so the reason that I'm excited, I guess, it's just because she's a woman. And um, indeed. Indeed. Number one. Number two, I'm kind of interested, and I have not listened, please, people, mm-hmm. but I'm interested to know what in, like, a seasoned journalist that's, you know, been an anchor in, in a variety of different ways, how somebody like that is going to use the platform of podcasting to possibly, I don't, I, I don't know, change journalism in some way, like, to get deeper because i feel particularly now with this election coming along and um i'm sensing that it's really hard to be impartial or it's really hard to um i don't know it's it's like the agendas are so clear it's like you can i think i saw another article oh no it was nick qua in his latest newsletter he was he was saying how there aren't any conservative podcast out there yes which is funny because they i have a whole conservative podcasting network that wants me to represent them and i don't oh, know what so to do funny. about it okay no but 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 what i'm saying is that that now we can and i think that the definitive conversation was around that we can absolutely curate the type of content that we consume based on what we believe in. And we are no longer, if we don't want to be, exposed to any dissenting views from our own. So we mm-hmm. can basically craft that always. So so we don't have to deal with the other side. But then when an election year comes into play and the other side is a little more prevalent, and you know, then we we then clash because we haven't developed the skills of even listening to an opposing point of view or mm-hmm. have the skill set to articulate what we believe in and stay open to somebody else. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I never thought about it that way. It's sort of like you just kind of like go like, yeah, well, this is what I I didn't know people like these type of people. Like <laughs> I didn't know people believed in this way. I had no idea. So, no? You know what I mean? I was just like, because you're, I, you can basically live in a little silo and just kind of do your own thing and not be fully engrossed. So I'm curious about Katie Couric and her podcast to see what she does with the medium to, yeah. um, to report on in the world, on the world, I guess. <sighs> <laughs> she's she's like through podcast one. I mean, I think no, I just I go yeah. ahead. You don't know what I'm just interested that I don't know how I would like to. I would like to have heard the conversation where they convinced her to do it. 
Yeah, but it's this is through Earwolf. It's not Podcast One, as far as I know, unless she's being represented oh, you're right. by Podcast One. You're right. You are. But right. Earwolf yep. is a little. It's not Podcast One. So that's cool because I. Yeah. Uh, Earwolf is is part of Midroll Media, so I would I assume that there was a conversation that that happened there. Mind you, remember that they are they're wholly owned now by uh, EW Scripts, so it's mm-hmm. not like she was like, "Hey, let's go with this like random company that has nothing new, no history in um, publishing or or journalism." You know, they've been around yeah. for a while, so mm, there's that. But I, I would have liked to have heard heard that and i wonder if i wonder if it was her fully her like i want to have a podcast or if it was like hey katie you should have a podcast yeah so i don't know we will see on that but i don't know i don't know but you know what i'm gonna move i'm gonna move a piece of news like over here because it kind of aligns with with sort of the katie keurig thing but so there's another guy his name is anthony Ponce. Ponce or Ponce. You say Ponce in Spanish. I don't know how you say it in English, but Anthony Ponce quits NBC News to drive for Lyft and produce a podcast. So there's another journalist. Is he British? What's Lyft? Oh, Chicago. Lyft. Is it the same as Uber? Yes, it's the same as Uber. It's the ones that have the um, pink um, mustaches in front of the car. Have you seen those? No, I've never seen that. Okay, so Lyft has um, pink mustaches in front of the car. Big giant ones, so like you could put on top in front of the car. Like yeah, you'll see, when you see them, you'll totally know yeah. what that is. That's sort of like what their logo is. It's like mustaches. I don't know how that lines up with L Y F T or Lyft. I, I mean, I don't know what that has to do with anything. But so this guy um, was basically, you know, a, a well-paid, high-profile job um, on Chicago TV. Right, that's what he was doing, and he basically quit his job. And started to, <laughs> and d- to drive a lift car. Yeah. And um, do a podcast as his like job now, like just that. The pink mustache is weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean. Ha- Sorry. Dude, it is a little funky. And and it was really interesting that he said that he was having this second job after he got off of doing his job as an anchor or whatever it is that he was doing it specifically at, at TV. At, and after hours, he was driving people around. So he was basically, yeah, he was a Lyft driver. That's what he was doing. And he started to record conversations with the people in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing this for a few months now. And so eventually when he didn't get, I guess he didn't get um, a promotion or he didn't get something, he decided he's just going to quit. He's just going to drive the vehicle now as his proper job mm-hmm. and create a podcast. And um, hopefully, and it's kind of scary, not scary, but at, like at the end it says, um, basically he said, my only income will be what I make from driving the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he said, adding that he is looking for a sponsor who will help with with health insurance for his family now that his coverage is about to run out and that I will be much more confident once I have secured that. Mm. So, I mean, what do you think about that? Do you, I mean, I'll tell you this. It kind of makes sense because being a weekend anchor has to suck. Does it? Yeah. Well, this think is- about it. You're off the whole week and then you have to show up Saturday morning. Feh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so I get that. I get yeah, that, and I and I understand, you know. And and he's a handsome cat, you know. He's he's a he's handsome a, feller. He's a handsome feller, 
And, you know, it's very interesting, the conversations that he's having with his people in the back. So I, the concept of the podcast, I think, is fabulous. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to know where he's going with this because I, you know, like having the, the awesome conversations that he's doing, he's basically writing and he mentions it. He's writing off of the of the um, success of things that are happening in cars like what's his name? You know that's, that does the karaoke in the car. Is that the karaoke? Does he do the karaoke? Yeah, James Corden. James Corden. Yeah, I love that stuff. I yeah. think that's great. But you can yeah. see the stuff he's got. That and then it's really fun to see people in a car. There's something really intriguing. So this is like what's really interesting is that he's having these like crazy conversations with the people that are in the car, and they can be anonymous, and you don't have you don't see them. You can just hear them, and you're not gonna have like their name, so they can fairly retain their privacy and they'll often talk about all kinds of crazy things because I'm sure people go through crazy stories, right? Right. So I really love the concept. I'm just like in awe that he gave up like a proper job to go drive a lift car. I guess that's what I, and that his wife was okay. Cause that's a tough one, man. Yeah. I don't know. What would you think if like, you know, Scott was like, okay, Jess. (laughs) Oh my God. I would be so grateful actually. Would you? I would because his job stresses him out. Oh, okay. And I think right. that, I think it would Maybe be nice not. if Scott could just like cook hot dogs or be like a dog walker. His whole life would change. I think he would be so much healthier. Oh, you you know what? You're probably right. And see, and the reason that I'm kind of surprised is that like we don't have a our family is completely non like non is that you say it non conventional or unconventional in like yeah, almost every yeah. way. So this is like totally par for the course for us. So this be right. Like, I mean, yeah, you're just like, like what? I, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, yeah. I so think yeah, awesome. I mean, for us, it's like whatever. Yeah, let's ride a lift cart. Like it's like it doesn't even. I guess it doesn't really register. It would just be like, why not? Right. Right. But I guess for in quotes, people who are a little bit um, like looking for the health insurance for the stuff and having a stable, you know, paycheck. And we've never had that. So it's kind of like, I don't know, I guess that's what I would think. Like, would it be hard to give up? Because if somebody offered me an anchor position. I might just take it Sunday morning. I'd probably take it, dude. Well, I think I would just to experience it because I've never had something like that. I'd be like, oh, I want to give it a go. I don't see, know. And then, no but then I would figure it would be like all day, right? Yeah. Because then, but then what do you do in a week? Do you just, you do research, right? You research. I don't. I what don't is even he know. doing during the week? I mean, yeah, I does he have know. to keep up on the news so we can figure out what the hell he's going to talk about? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I that's a weird, know. I think that's just a weird like i think that's a weird job to do the weekend news i think Mm -hmm. he's got the short end of the stick that's why i really feel like he should um i think this way is better because he'll he's enough of a personality where he already has a built-in audience and he can just do whatever he wants and i'm sure brilliant yeah and and i'm sure he's got like a, a lot of 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 personality in addition to all of the following that he might already have to get people to talk to him. So, yeah. So you guys support him when he comes around. For Yeah. Please support him. Please support him. He's really Don't be great. a jerk. Don't no, be a jerk. <laughs> so in, in other uh, news in the, in the podcast front, which is interesting. So SoundCloud could be f- for sale, it seems like. But that's like, I guess, part for the course. It seems like uh, 
There's been some issues that have been around SoundCloud for many, 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 many years. Many, 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 many. People many, many keep years. on investing money in SoundCloud. They mm-hmm. actually just raised seventy million from Twitter. Uh, great. Good. Oh my gosh. What did it say? In June, part of one of a one hundred million funding round that priced the company. Nobody at wants to buy million. it. Nobody wants to buy it. Nope. I wouldn't buy it even if I had that much money. SoundCloud, it's like one of the worst platforms, the worst hosting, no stats. It's just terrible. It's a hundred times terrible. And so you know what's really frustrating to something like this is that people keep giving them money. I mean, that's like a lot. And then they're still working to generate reliable revenue from its approximately 175 million users. Yeah. Oh my god! Because that's that, that's like it's it's valued at seven hundred million dollars, and they're not making a profit. Nope. I I think that just that actually gave me a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> Did it? That. Yes, because I was like, oh my god! Like if I was like working in the higher places over in SoundCloud, I'd be I wouldn't be able to sleep. Why? Because they're going to get fired? Well, because I'm thinking like all this money, like I just can't imagine spending that much money on something that's not reliably making any revenue and it's not doing anything for society. Like I could understand (laughs) putting like that. I don't know. I just feel like this incredible guilt around it all. I mean, you do it when you have the money to burn. I guess, but that's just like lame. (laughs) It is? <laughs> <laughs> is it lame? Well, I, do, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Listen, if you're Mark, what's his name from Shark Tank? Yeah. Well, put in a little cash in there just to see what's what. No? Mm, well, uh, well, I don't know. I'm so... Well, I, that was That was something. so noncommittal. That was so non. <laughs> That, that was an it. interesting. That was... John, if you could isolate that reaction, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear her do it again. That's what she That was so funny. <laughs> it's ha, like he. you literally get to see my brain firing. Like, uh, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I think I saw your head go from side <laughs> to side. <laughs> funny oh my god all right so yeah so soundcloud for sale and then we have this really interesting thing um wnyc has now this uh open source software-ish thing mm-hmm. that are called audiograms have you did you get a chance to check this out let's see so what this audiograms. is okay also audiograms are yes oh, but i oh. didn't actually do one but i did see the article well, and i thought that's interesting and do, then you can't done. do one you can't do one because you actually you you truly do need a developer for this so well then what bill. what well what wnyc has done is they have open sourced this code so that a developer for you or you yourself, if you're a developer, or you have a company that mm-hmm. has a developer, can um, iterate and build on these audiograms. And what these are is essentially um, what Clamor does. So Clamor, with Clamor, what you can do is you can create little tiny snippets of like 
seconds of audio and promote them via social media. It's sort of like making social media a little bit more shareable, more mobile, that kind of stuff. So people can consume bits and pieces of your content, particularly podcast audio, and take it with them on the go. Okay, so now the difference between something like Clamor and these audiograms is that what audiograms do is they're not an audio file, they're a video file. So they create a snippet of your audio, convert it into video, and it adds those little tiny audio wavelengths to it so it looks like an audio. And you can put uh, the background to kind of match whatever that might be. So you can basically change out the background images, pictures, whatever, with the little tiny audio wavelengths in the front. Mm -hmm. What makes that different is that you can then very easily grab that. And when you put it on Facebook, it's a lot like Facebook really loves videos a lot better than almost any other media. So you will really... You know, that would be really great for Facebook. And you can very easily put that inside of Instagram. And it makes Instagram another little place where people can get a snippet of your podcast, which is kind of cool. And Twitter as well. That part's great. Right. But. (laughs) Right. Yes. But. (laughs) When do we get to do it? When we have a developer. Which I am sort of. Can I do it, you think? Well, you can definitely check it. So I opted into the Slack group because if you go into that. Of course you did. Of course I did. (laughs) Um, And I've been seeing the conversation. It's really neato. Um, I I love the way that they're running. And so the reason I also opted into the Slack group is because I wanted to see how somebody's running a Slack channel based around development and things like that. Right. So that you see when people are in there, there is a ton of people in there from all varieties of primarily procasters, I would say, from the world of radio, from the world of, um, oh gosh, there's so many different people in there, it's out of control. All of them are incredibly excited by it. Um, At this point, the ones that have developed audiograms for and have started to share them because you totally can, of course, have a developer background. So they have, have someone that has implemented this and you can have it done on your website, I believe. Once you have that set up, then it's fairly easy to create audiograms. Like, really easy. It's sort of like, it's an app that you build inside of your website that you can then do this, and then you can share it everywhere. Right. Uh, And it makes it, for the most part, easy. But at at this moment, you really do need to have a developer as part of it. Uh, and what's really great in terms of the Slack group is that at this moment, they have like a general a general thread and you have a lot of people that are coming in, um, introducing themselves. Hi, I'm so-and-so. I just did this. I'm doing that. Um, and, and there's all kinds of people who are like, there's like the community, the deputy community editor at The Economist is in there running the social media. Um, what else? There's a, you know, a, a master's student in digital experience design at Hyper Island in the UK working on her thesis. There's like, um, let me see, a producer backup host for All Things Considered at Georgia Publishing Broadcasting. Like there's all kinds of people who are really interested in this. And this is just deepening the conversation. And then they have um, examples. So there's a whole other thread that are just people who have already created audiograms who are posting them in there so that you can see what people are doing. 
um, which is really cool because they do look different. So I like that. Mm-hmm. I believe the other thing that you can do, and I'm not, but I'm not sure about this because obviously we have not developed this, is that you can create, um, maybe you can create ones that are optimized for Facebook, optimized for Twitter, and optimized for Instagram, maybe, with a different type of um, dimensions for the graphic. So there's that. So you can mm. definitely check it out, though. I mean, and I like the idea of this. But I don't feel that this is particularly a tool for. It's kind of like clamor, right? It is kind of. It is, is it going like to be clamor. as useful as clamor? This is what I'm. This is this is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I feel it that it hasn't this, caught on the way we would have liked. No, and I think that the, the the issue here is that a tool like an audiogram is a great marketing tool for your marketers for the social media people, for the people who are running promotions, for the people who are running strategy and campaigns in whatever organization you have. They are not, you know, they are they are something like you would hire a graphic designer to create, um, you know, images that you can easily share with your audience. Mm-hmm. They, I feel that this is like the audiogram would be a tool that will ride off of that. They will be part of the larger marketing campaign. Um, but like like um, infographics are, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Um, using Pinterest is, like l- like that's what it would be rather than a directly uh, a, a podcast strategy. Like it's not necessarily a podcast strategy. It's a marketing or social media strategy mm-hmm. that can actually be employed by almost anyone. And that includes people who are not necessarily podcasting. You could do stuff like this for just any kind of audio that you just decide you want to put out. Right? I don't know. Well, as long as people do it, I think it's good. But I worry they're not going to do it. Right. And I think that that's something that WNYC is really looking for because they're really looking forward to getting – they're really tracking the data. So in addition to having people be part of it and be excited about it and sharing, they're wanting to see if the data supports this type of social sharing Mm -hmm. because – so it's not like they're going to go, oh, my God, this is the solution to everybody's problem as to why nobody listens to their podcast. It's – it's a way to share it and maybe be able to get the data of like, you know what, this this type of audio really works on Twitter. This really works on Instagram, this little, you know, and then that way they can start to test and see and refine the type. And that's the other thing. They're actually looking at the type of snippet of audio that is shared and what works best. Mm-hmm. So maybe uh, the introduction to your podcast will work really well, but maybe a snippet of your for, of a whole episode, maybe that doesn't work very well. Um, and they, they're breaking it down into like informational ones versus like storytelling ones versus promotion. So it's a whole marketing thing. It's, I don't think it's necessarily a podcasting It's a thing. whole to do. It's a whole to do. So anyway. Um, a whole doodle do. Yeah. And, but kind of sticking with just the, the um, social media thing. So we have, so Instagram is doing stories now. Did you see this? Yes. Again, I haven't done it yet because I've been packing and stuff, but I did see it. And actually, I saw another article. Oh, no, it wasn't an article. Do you remember Victoria Prozan? Of course. Yeah. She sent out one of her very few emails this morning saying that yes, she, she started a podcast, I know. which I was excited about, but she's not on Facebook anymore. And now that she she's not on Facebook, which she says the best decision she ever made, but she's hanging out on Snapchat 
And then she said something about Instagram and stories, but she said, shame on you for stealing Instagram. Uh Right. And so I don't know how I feel about that. I mean... Is it really going to be the same? I don't know. You know, it is exactly the same. Well, they actually did it. Like the link that I have over here that I linked to you, it's this TechCrunch article where basically um, the CEO said he stole it. Like straight up. Well, like he doesn't uh, assume, like he in no way said like, oh, now we have this new feature. It basically said we are doing exactly what Snapchat does. (laughs) Except that does it go away or is it going to be the story forever? Like that's going to go away. Snapchat. it's oh. going away. Wait a minute. It's exactly the same. Wait a minute. It's going away. Every 24 hours, your stories all go away. Well, but then why do... That's the and... beauty of Instagram is that yet you keep it. Well, the stories will go away. Your Instagram pictures will stay, but your stories will go away. So can you upload to both, though? Well, you would have to go into both. You can't, like, cross post. Well, you could... Well, no, you can't. <laughs> I guess what you could do is, well, what we would have to do is like you would have to go do a story in Instagram, tap on the little download thing so you could download what you did. And then you got to go into Snapchat and upload that snap, that story you did on Instagram into Snapchat, which actually takes the whole reason for being on Snapchat away because it's, it's a native app at its core, even though you can do that now, you can upload things. But they look different on Snapchat when you upload it. So it's kind of weird and... Well, so you like Instagram. Do you like it? I'm I'm so torn because I'm annoyed by those circles at the top. I'm like, get them out of my face. I do They're not want to see these things. Make them go away. So They're, once you scroll up, then they go away. And that's great. What I really loved is the fact that my... You know, my my connection in Instagram is a lot bigger. There's, I have a lot bigger following in Instagram than I do in Snapchat. And and there are also different people that are in Instagram. And I kind of like the fact that they get, like, it's not private, that anybody can see that. That's following me, I assume. I don't think that you can see just random stories mm-hmm. unless you are following a person. Um, so I dig that. And I also really dug looking or watching people's stories from people who I've never seen on Instagram, like that I know it's the first time they've ever attempted to do something like this. And people that I've that I've sort of like really only follow on Instagram, I kind of dig watching them. So I like those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like Instagram. I'm just I'm not I'm torn about it right now because it feels like when I go into Snapchat, I can be like. I can just be like a pot, like I could just get out of bed and have my hair be all weird and, you know, n- no makeup and not that I'm, I'm, I'm like that all the time. But still, I feel a lot more comfortable in yeah. Snapchat doing stuff like that. Whereas in Instagram, I feel like I have to be a little bit more prim and proper. Yeah. Like I, that's how I felt. So now I'm like, oh, uh, can I just be like the, the the story that I just shared like this morning, my hair's like sticking up like Elvis because when I wake up in the morning, my bangs are totally not, you know, doing their, like, rooster thing. They just stand straight up, and they look kind of weird. And I just did that, and I thought, like, okay, whatever, I'll just do this, you know? But I don't know. I'm not sure how I'm feeling. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. They're in competition to be the one that everyone uses. Yes. I just kind of feel like, why can't you just be you and you just be you? Well, okay, so but this is what the CEO we'll all get said along. though. This will be a, this is an interesting conversation though, a very interesting conversation. So the CEO said, 
When you are an innovator, that's awesome. Just like Instagram deserves all the credit for bringing filters to the forefront. This isn't about who invented something. Actually, Photoshop deserves credit for that, but okay, okay. I'm going right, with right. it. So this isn't about who invented something. This is about a format and how you take it to a network and put your own spin on it. Don't we all do that? Yes. So, you know, and again, he, he brings it down through this. He, he says, Facebook invented feed. LinkedIn took on the feed. Twitter took on the feed. Instagram took on feed. And they all feel very different now. And they, and they serve different purposes. But no one looks down at someone for adopting something similar that is obviously great for presenting a certain type of information. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? I don't understand why they all have to be exactly alike. It annoys me. There's reasons why I like Snapchat. It feels more casual to me. Instagram feels like I'm supposed to be putting some kind of best foot forward, which is probably why I'm never on there ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I feel like that too. I feel more comfortable because in Instagram, I have to curate the things I put on a little more. Like I don't just put up anything. Yeah. Whereas in Instagram and in Snapchat, I, I actually, I'm like, whatever. I'll just, I'll just take a, and I'll just look at my feet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and I'll yeah. just put that up because no... it goes away so fast. Yeah. Well, ladies and gents, let us know what you think yeah. about this whole thing. Do we like because... the new Instagram with the stories or should we save the stories for Snapchat? I sort of feel like we should save them for Snapchat. What's going to happen with Joel Com? He's like Mr. Story. I know. That's what I was thinking. Is he oh, going to have to do two? What's her name? The Instagram expert? Sue Zimmerman. Sue Zimmer. So she was already doing like all kinds of like, how am I supposed to do this? How? And that's what I was like. And I'm like, but she does Snapchat like she crazy, does Snapchat though. a lot. Yeah, she does Snapchat like so. So now she's. So then I'm thinking like, are you ever not doing something with your phone? Because that's like I'm thinking of like I've been with every, her in person. Like, the answer is no. Isn't that crazy? She's never not doing something with her phone. I'm just she, like she can't lay eyes on you without taking a selfie. It's basically like this. And Sue, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm I'm in just making fun of you because I love you. She knows that I adore her. But literally, she will let... This is the conversation. First of all, there's no conversation. It's just Sue talking. But So she goes... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but she goes, Jessica Kupferman, oh my God, you look fantastic. How are you doing? Oh my God, I have all these followers on Snapchat now. Snapchat is my thing now. Come on, let's take a selfie. Click. Come on, let's take another selfie. Click. Okay, and I'll make this face. Click. Oh my God, I'm going to send it to you right now. What's your phone? Okay, what's your Snapchat? Okay, we have to follow each other. And I'm on Instagram and I'm doing the show. Have you seen my book? My book is fantastic. All right, I'm going to go over there. Oh my God, I can't believe that person's here. I'll be right back. That's seeing Sue. And then she, and then rinse and repeat with the next person. So like, you can, if you, I'm so, stressed so out. I even still have, sorry, I'm not trying to stress you, but like, so like I see those, like I, so I see, I have the pictures of us that we took. She made me make all these funny faces and then someone had props. God help me. And course, so she loves props. She loves props. So she was like doing all these props. It was so funny. Yeah. So like, no, she's never not doing something with her phone, but it doesn't, you don't have to be Sue Zerman to be that way. There's a lot of people that are never not doing something with their phone. Like my, my sister-in-law, like I can't go anywhere well, with her without her taking a picture of stuff. Well, oh, well, yeah, but she's not like, I don't know. I have to say I'm almost never d- done with my phone either, of course, but I'm usually like not putting myself out. There's a lot of like where I'm, I'm diving into the phone, which is again, a problem. I'm in the phone, but I'm not like outputting constantly and it or, or being seen constantly i think that that's that i guess that that's where i would get so tired because sometimes i'm like 
I don't want to take it. That's like so weird. Like sometimes I feel the selfie coming on. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing you've ever said. I know, right? But then there's sometimes when I'm like, I'm not going to put a camera on me right now. It feels so fake. Like I just, whenever I take a picture of myself, I'm feeling it, man. You're Kim Kardashian. I'm totally for that moment. You're feeling your look. I'm feeling That's what she it says. right I'm feeling there. my look. Whereas... If somebody said, like, take a picture of yourself right now, it just feels really awkward. Like, you know, I, I went out with a girlfriend from here that I haven't seen in, like, two years. We went and had uh, coffee. She was one of my students. She's such a sweetheart. We had a lovely place. It was a gorgeous little cafeteria. I'm um, not cafeteria, a little tea house. And I thought, like, I'd love to take a picture of us. But then I'm like, you know what? It's going to mess the money up. The money. The, the moment up. Like, it just feels like I just want to be intimate with her. I don't have to share with everybody that I've been with her. You know? I mean, it does on some level feel like you're bragging. And so you don't want to do that. On the other hand, though, like when I met John, I was just excited. I finally well, got to meet him. that's a thing. Of course. No. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't have taken a selfie. I'm just saying that, that sometimes it, it takes it takes an extra bit of, you and I oh my did, God, let's take a picture. We did we even take any selfies together? We took one. One. We need, we need better selfies than that, though, because we took one. We should have taken so many more. But, but the that's thing kind is, of the point is like, I'd rather right. talk to your face than, than me too. take pictures of this. Exactly. Oh, no, we did take a couple. We have one of us in the pod with the podcaster T-shirt and one of us from the first night. and We were all glammy glammy. Yeah, yeah. That's actually, I love that picture. That's one of the best pictures I've taken ever. I'm not that photogenic. I'm not you. I'm not very photogenic. And so, so yeah. yeah. I, it's very yeah, rare that I like a picture la, of myself. La, la, la. Okay, we're going to leave this last idea. <laughs> this last, um, oh, we're going <laughs> to. That was funny. <laughs> la, yeah. <laughs> la, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Changing the subject now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's I some funny shit right there. I can't even take it. Funny, oh funny, funny shit. It's not, you know, there's got to be something very strange about you're like, you're sitting here and you hear yourself talking and nothing's coming yeah. out of your mouth. It's weird. Like, it is. Bizarro. Yeah. Okay. I We're agree. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> and then you can harmonize with yourself, which is bizarre. Yeah. Also. yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, we are going to be uh, skipping this um, smart about Facebook groups because this requires a larger conversation. I'm actually moving it over to our episode 109, um, 108 list because I thought this was a fantastic article for us to discuss here specifically because we have Facebook groups. But um, we need to be wrapping it up here. Um, but before we go, we want to tell you again about uh, The Messengers, the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, that we 100% support that is happening around podcasting, particularly um, the indie podcasters uh, out there that have something to say and have really changed people's lives simply from putting their voice out in the world. And most of us are not being seen or heard for that matter. In fact, Jess and I often complain about that because the procasters are taking all of basically the media coverage and it's it's the same crap all the time. Yeah. The messengers is shifting that and the messengers is going to be fueled by us, the indie people, and we will then take it over. We will get the coverage. But please, please, please go to the Indiegogo campaign um, for the messengers. Um, 
Jessica Rhodes gave me a nice little tidbit here to create a pretty link for that. So if you go to shepodcast.com slash messengers, shepodcast.com slash messengers, you will go directly to the Indiegogo campaign. You can also find the link in the show notes. So if you're listening right there and go ahead and donate a little bit, they're gotten, I believe now to 40%. 40% people. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, let's do it for the, for all the indie podcasters, even yeah. if it's just a few bucks, even if you can only give a few bucks, just put it in there. It'll go to good stuff. Um, they still have a lot to sort of take care of in terms of creating this. And it would be awesome to be able to prove to the procasters that the indie podcasters can fund something like this and really bring us to the forefront. Exactly. Yeah. All right, yo. Yeah. <laughs> People are going to be like, what, what the, the hell? fuck is happening? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So if you have any feedback, please email us at feedback at shepodcast.com. Please um, do. What else do we have going on? Is that it? The Patreon page, if you want to check out our Patreon page, maybe we can put a little snippet if John recorded the beginning of our conversation here. Some of it, because um, maybe it wasn't. We can put a little bit of the... Oh. <laughs> Maybe he didn't. <laughs> I well, like I that he won't talk, though. That's I the know. funniest part is he won't just, like, chime you, in because he doesn't want like, it to be like the John Whoa. show, I guess. <laughs> I have everything, just so you know. I know. Ooh, okay, I know so then do. we can actually maybe possibly put a little bit of extra bonus features. Thank you to our patrons. We will be adding more little tiny things in there to give you the behind the scenes of what it takes to uh, get this show done. Yes. And um, that is all. So Patreon, she pod- is it p- patreon.com slash she podcast? If not, she podcast.com slash Patreon, because I'll make a pretty link for that as well. Uh, and that is all. Correcto. Have fun. Correcto. At, uh, blog her. Jess, Thank have fun. You. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check us out at shepodcast.com. Um, Facebook forward slash group forward slash she podcast. Um, you can email us at info at shepodcast.com or feedback, I guess feedback and thank you to christy from t podcast and thank you to rebecca from clr virtual connection and thank you to john for audio (laughs) editing solutions and for playing me out too early like i'm (laughs) accepting an academy award (laughs) because john we'll see john john is the best producer in the whole world for audio editing solutions i have no idea how long you ladies are gonna go i need a loop of the of the music so then i can just go from that to the ending so i know could you guys keep talking and i don't know when to start have you not have you not learned about us john i thought i thought i had it you guys were just about wrapping up and then all of a sudden jess went into this diatribe about all the she podcast (laughs) links i didn't see because we didn't do it i didn't see that coming we didn't do it yet (laughs) You know what's funny, John, is because I just recorded with him yesterday, Elsie. I almost said, uh, check us out off at theweeds.com. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. I, didn't, I wouldn't have meant to do that, certainly. All but. right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, the end. See. The end.